0: Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yo, what's going on? Yo, what's up? It's the Matty J Podcast. Coming to you live, man. Friday night. What's going on? Uh, Have you tucked the little ones into bed yet? Because this podcast could get a little raunchy. It could get on the little risque side. I remember that's a word my dad used to use. And uh, I didn't really know what it meant when I was a kid. I was like risque. You mean risky? Why don't you just say risky? Let's face it. This podcast isn't risky. There's like a million dudes who do the same thing as me. <laughs> I like how I say that in a way that makes it seem like they are copying off of me. But anyway, uh, it's a very risque podcast. I talk about taboo things such as and uh and weed (laughs) sex and weed dude dude that'll get you banned in like 118 countries all right anyway uh welcome to the matty j podcast another week another dollar that's what i always say yeah dude no i literally make a dollar a week i don't know how i'm surviving right now um When I got hired, I told them, yeah, just pay me what they pay the poorest person in India. And they were like, (laughs) what? And I was like, yo, Bangladesh, me, straw hut, water running through the floor, no toilets. Pay me that. Pay me that salary. Okay. I just want to have a good team. All right. (laughs) Give them all the money that I was going to (laughs) get. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking stupid right now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've been uh, having a couple of glasses of wine here. And we were watching this show um, on Netflix. The Indian Matchmaker. Dude, I guess that's why I got Bangladesh on the mind, you know, and, like, making, like, $2 a day. I'll never forget that episode of The Office where Michael's, like, you know, he's talking to the Indian dude at the call center. And he's like, uh, Wow, man, your college must have cost like, what? Two bucks or like a donkey or something. <laughs> Talk about a show that would never, ever get on the air nowadays. You know, that was the perfect show for its time and place. But yeah, I was watching... um. The show called, I mean, you know, it's pretty straightforward. The title, Indian Matchmaker. And uh, you'll never guess, but it's this Indian lady who's a matchmaker. And uh, she puts various types of delusional girls in uh, relationships scenarios with, uh, you know, pretty promising dudes who are like doctors and shit speak like three languages um and you know the inevitably the girls dump them and they're like oh well i'm looking for the next better thing of course of course because that's how the women mind works no offense not that there's anything wrong with it uh to all the women listeners out there but uh yeah dude every woman every chick on that show is fucking delusional Every single one, and weirdly enough, all the guys—pretty normal, straightforward dudes—like dudes you would think wouldn't have a problem getting a date. So, like, the basic premise of the show is like: um, either a guy or a girl will go to her and say, "Look, I've I've had no luck. You know, I've had no luck pounding puss in my local city." Can you expand my horizons and get a nice Indian chick from, you know, one I haven't pounded out yet or one that's kind of, you know, far away? Maybe like uh, he's living in New Delhi. She's living in uh, Bombay, you know, something like that. So her job is to it's pretty much like a resume, dude. This is what the world has come to. Like, The women will look at a dude's literal resume with a headshot and be like, yeah, I want to date him, or I don't want to date him. And then they'll go on a series of dates based on the profile and headshot and job and occupation and resume of of the dude. 9.9 times out of 10, they'll reject the guy. Um, Spoiler alert. As if you couldn't tell immediately... From the title of the show, it doesn't fucking work out for, like, the vast majority of these dudes. And I'm telling you, these dudes, they're doctors. They're fucking lawyers. Um, One dude, well, one dude did go to prison for fondling children. I'm just kidding. Um, That didn't happen. But they're, like, really stand-up dudes, you know? They just happen to be either on the overweight side a little bit. I'm not talking about, like, morbidly obese, 600 pounds, but I'm talking about, like, you know, dad bod bod type dudes. Um, Or, you know, they just, not what you would call a looker. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, dude, and these guys, you know, it's perfect because these guys can't find women who will, like, give them a chance. Even though one guy, like... One guy is a cardiologist, dude. Been working his whole life, fucking cardiologist. Um, you know, great with kids, whatever. You got a palpitation, dude. He's right there. He knows the antidote. You OD on oxycodone, he he'll, you know, put the thing in your chest the adrenaline and just revive you back like salt of the earth kind of dude and uh couldn't find a date man like 34 years old and uh went out with this woman you know total piece of shit see that's the thing the women that are looking for the guys have a list of criteria in their perfect quote-unquote perfect guy it's like It's like 20 criteria deep, dude. And then you realize five minutes in why they can't find anybody. Well, first of all, you're a cunt. And second of all, it's because you have a list of 20 qualifications that you want this theoretical guy to meet. And they need to meet every single one for you to just give him a chance and have a conversation with him. So inevitably, like I said, point eight percent of these fail Um, but it's still interesting you know because what i've realized is dating dating no matter what kind of culture you're in or what your background is it's fucking it's fucking horrible it's horrible i don't know how people are like what people are going through in their mid-30s right now this is what you know society would have put you through in your mid-twenties back in the day, you know, without all these dating apps and shit, it's just like people think they can get the next best thing and it's usually women really I hate to be one of those guys, but I'm gonna pretty much put most of the fault on women with these fucking criteria of like 20 fucking things a guy has to meet he's gotta have a tattoo on his left arm he only shits on Thursdays Um, he's gotta be good with dogs, but, like, not too good, where it's, like, he pays too much attention to the dog and, like, not to me, but, like, still, like, pretty good. Like, he treats me well, but, like, not too well to where it's, like, okay, are you, are you fucking queer or something? Oh, there's anything wrong with it? Um, you know, typical woman shit, so, um, yeah, play this podcast for your wives. I'm sure they'll fucking love it. <laughs> this one goes out to the wives and girlfriends out there. It's all your fault. Okay, it's basically what I'm saying. Um there goes like 75% of my female fan base right there. And the other 25 who are just like, "Yeah. Yeah. Say what needs to be said." Anyway, how was your week? <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's a couple things. Mine could have been better, but it could have been worse. You know? Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Okay, we've talked about this before, but the creek didn't rise. Although today, dude, never experienced it before. My wife says it's a pretty common occurrence, but we have a screened-in porch here, right? The fucking rain was coming in from the porch through the windows into my living room. Is that, that's like hurricane, right? Am I going to have to board up my screened-in porch when a hurricane comes? You know what I'm petrified of? My One of my worst fears in this apartment, there's a tree right outside of the screened-in porch. I'm just thinking one day I'm going to be out there watching a thunderstorm, there's going to be a bolt of lightning that comes and strikes the tree literally right a, a foot away from the screened-in Porsche. And I'm just going to get to death, you know? Will that happen? First of all, I need some kind of meteorologist to chime in. If you know a local meteorologist, can you tell them to write into J MattyJPodcast at gmail.com? And seg- <laughs> secondly, 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 my question is: If you're standing next to a tree, you don't. My the 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 thing growing up was don't stand under the tree, because if you stand under a tree, if it gets zapped, well, well, then the whole thing's shot, right? Your dick's gonna get fried, no balls, probably cancer, probably can't fuck for at least eight years, while they take a graft of skin from your forearm and put it on your dick. You know, or, you know, they take a pig liver and use that skin and put it on your dick. So now you have a pig dick. Anyway, like, does being beside a tree. Should I put on rubber soled shoes anytime there's a lightning storm? Will that just automatically not. It'll just, the lightning will see that and it just won't work. Are there any meteorologists out there who can answer these questions? I have burning questions, no pun intended, about uh, lightning. Because I'll tell you my biggest fear is standing out on the porch and somehow (coughs) the lightning bolt connecting from the tree to the metal on the outside of the porch to the concrete going up through my feet, burning my dick off, what little's left of it And uh And you know Fucking blowing my top Literally Just my head just blows off <laughs> You know It is Florida Things can happen So yeah in Anyway Indian Matchmaker You should definitely check out that show See if you think What I think You know are the women a little bit too, are they too, 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 you know, like, is it too much? I don't know what it's too much of. Is it too much entitlement? Is it too much? I've gotten everything I want in life. And now this is one thing I can't get. And I can't exactly mold a human being to be exactly how I want them. You know, there's something about that, that like, really pisses me off that a person can just expect that you know i feel like as guys there are some guys who totally do that right so the fact that i'm generalizing all women is it's kind of bullshit but since one is this podcast not being completely bullshit on every subject so i raise you that but still you're not going to mold the, the perfect person out of clay that's just going to fit into your life, that you can mold, that doesn't push back, that doesn't have a personality of their own, that doesn't have a, a, a point where they're going to break and say, look, stop fucking with me and just let me be myself. You're not going to meet a person who doesn't do that. So, And if you did, if you met a person meta person i feel like that's something facebook's going to come out with in like 7 years meta person you just uh put on your goggles and you're in the body of like a, another person you know and you're just fucking supermodels or uh driving a fast sports car <laughs> dude who's your meta person dude and it's going to be like an online profile like uh like uh your instagram or your facebook you know how instagram you can have that like a different name like for this if you were to ask it's a a maddie J podcast so let's say a maddie J podcast had a meta person right dude's got like a 12 inch dong fucking ripped to shreds right fucks every chick you could just put on your goggles and and be the maddie J podcast for a day right I feel like that's going to be a thing. Like celebrities are just going to download themselves. They'll get paid like 2 million dollars cuz they've already sold their souls, right? They're just going to pay 2 million or they're going to have uh someone pay them 2 million dollars to download their body and like you could just sit there and jack off as Brad Pitt um watching Angelina Jolie take a shit <laughs> or something like that. Dude, meta person. I'm telling you. But like yeah, if you've ever met a person um who is fitting all your criteria, you're kind of you're even a little suspicious then. You're like, dude, why is this person so perfect? This this isn't right. They got to be there's got to be they're not pushing back to me in the right ways, all right? So yeah, Even when you meet a perfect person, you don't really want a perfect person. You want someone who's like, dude, I hate this one thing about you. You really do want that. I'm telling you, you want that. You might not think uh, you want that, but you do. And like both my parents, even before they met my wife, or really like what I heard on TV, it's like everything once you get married, man, Everything is exaggerated, all right? Every little red flag you had is multiplied by a million, and you're going to see it every day, and you're going to have to live. It's, dude, it's nothing like that, man. You got to figure out what you can tolerate and what you can't, and just roll with it, dude. And there's going to be certain things you can't tolerate about your partner, and you just have to talk about it. Literally, who would have thought communicating like two Grown adults might resolve some issues. Who would have thought that? You know it's not just like, "Oh, I met this person. they saw goodbye. It's like, no, um, they like watching Thursday night football. on Thursday night, I like going to bed. Well, maybe he can watch football, and I can go to bed. Hey, everybody's happy. So that's what I say. Hey, Annie. <laughs> Hi. that's uh that's the wife coming out for a little surprise but yeah i think she uh we've had many talks about this as we were watching the the show inevitably it leads to these uh conversations where oh dude your wife pauses the tv and she's like well what do you think about what he just said? And it's like... De- <futters> like Freddy Krueger music plays in your head. You're like, oh, what's the, uh, well, the best possible answer. <laughs> but no. After you realize... You realize after a while of being married that telling the truth about how you really feel is the best possible answer, which will get you back to watching the actual show, which is what you want to do. So you can fucking plow through it. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Indian matchmaker, great show. Um, but during uh, one of the the intermittent pauses that we had discussing what's going on in the show, um, my wife asked me, what was the most adventurous thing I ever did? And you get a little... Uh, Get a little Matty J truth time going here. Alright? So, do me a favor here. Sit back, relax. Really, just grab a drink. I am going to tell you some personal crap. You know? And it might make you feel better about yourself. It might make you think I'm a loser. Um, Either way, it should feel pretty good, right? Laughing at The misfortunes of others always feels good. And, uh, you know, relating with someone feels good, too. So sit back, relax, grab a beer. I'll give you a little 30-second respite to do that. If you're on an airplane right now, call the stewardess, order a drink, pay $9 for a three-ounce bottle of uh, Smirnoff, you know, Smirnoff. So, I'll let you do that. <coughs> we'll give it about 30 seconds. So, cheers. I am drinking a. How uh, am I drinking? Oh, it's a Chilean wine. Delicious. Um, If you know me, you know that I drink wines from South America only from the Mendoza region of Argentina. And as you know, Chile is uh, just to the west across the Andes, and uh, I'm going to try a Chilean wine for the first time on the Matty J podcast right here, so let's go. Got to tell you, first thing I noticed, great aroma. Second thing I noticed, great taste. Um, Again, you can find some real diamonds in the rough if you go to uh, Costco, Uh, C-O-S-T-C-O, for those of you overseas, and it's just a basic store here in the u.s that sells things in like quantities of like a million so let's say you want to save money on toilet paper you'll go to costco right and they don't sell the you know packs of four and six there they'll sell a pack of 48 and 60 rolls of tp and it's like 50 bucks but 48 rolls of tp for 50 bucks is better than four rolls you know for 16 bucks or whatever so that's where they get you anyway are you all settled in did you buzz the flight attendant on the flight did she get annoyed as shit by you yet that's great that's what i love to do on flights i i make them come around i say no no i'm okay thanks and then i make them come around a second time like actually i uh i'd like a drink here and then it, you just you just see their soul leave their body in the plane. It's just like it's just gone. It's gone back to the to the departure site. Anyway, so yeah, my wife and I were talking about what was the greatest adventure not the greatest adventure, the most spontaneous thing he ever did. <coughs> and in truth time, I gotta tell you, so I drove in college I uh I got this hankering. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. But I got this hankering to go to uh to the south. Never been I've been to Florida, but I hadn't been to like uh you know, Tennessee, Arkansas, fucking Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Like I hadn't been down there. North Carolina, South Carolina. I had been a couple times, but like I was just a little shit at the time, so I didn't really appreciate it. So I was, like, saving up money all year my sophomore year of college to go and just take this fucking epic road trip, bro, by myself. And you know what? Truth time. I did it. I did do it. I took a week-long road trip. I stopped in Tennessee. I stopped in... uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Then I went to Mobile, Alabama. <coughs> I hit Louisiana along the way. I drove all up and down Georgia. Went to Pensacola, Florida. Uh, spent my first day in the Gulf of Mexico, swimming around, just chilling opera. And, uh, you know, as I said fucking fucked the shit out of Georgia and then went up to uh, South Carolina and North Carolina and then home. But, you know, I always... But right before I uh, I left, I read Jack Kerouac's On the Road, right? Just like every kind of like 19, 20-year-old dude is going to do in college, right? Dude, you got to check out this book by Jack Kerouac. It's on the road, dude. He just fucking... He nabs rides from like different dudes cross country, just fucking goes and has like no money, like stays in the hostels and like everybody's cool, like stays in the back of trucks, like gets drunk, gets high. Yeah, 1960s America. You could do that shit, but like early 2000s America, not so much. So I saved up a lot of cash, dude. <laughs> That's the other thing. I paid for everything in cash, dude like an idiot. i I'd like, I look, I looked like a giant drug dealer, of course, driving down up and down route 95 <laughs> with a lot of fucking cash. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I did stay in different places around the country. Um, I was still 20, so I couldn't drink. My fantasy was always to, uh, to go into a local bar and just like befriend some Lonely slut bartender And have her just give me drinks all night But that didn't really work out Because I never set foot in the bar And this is where the truth time comes in I just, I did it When it comes down to it If I'm being honest with myself I did it just to say I did it And that's no way to take a trip Really It's no way to take a trip Um And I will admit that. Like, there are some lessons that I learned from the trip that I have applied to my life. Like, I feel like going through that trip made it easier for me to move down here without having any quandaries about it, you know? Because I just went, I (laughs) I up and went, did my thing for a week, was on my own, did my own shit felt uncomfortable you know I did go back but like uh you build on that you know it's building blocks and the years subsequent to that I've built on that so like I could move down to Florida and be okay and know that yeah it's gonna feel really weird for like two three months but sooner or later you're gonna settle in and I did but uh it's just like I don't know if I did that for the right reasons. I kind of did that so I could come back to this, to Maryland and, and tell chicks, yeah, it's a road trip, bro. And you know the funny thing? It, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> That's also what I did to learn when I was younger. No one cares. No one gives a fuck what you've done. The fact that anyone's listening to this podcast almost thirty minutes in really to me just spewing about my life is kind of incredible to me. But there is there are people who do care and there are people who can identify. So I guess it's worth it. But like dude I'm here to say this those those things that you do when you're young mostly you do it for pussy. The second reason is for this for your bros, for this for the story. To make it yourself seem cooler than you actually are let's face it though i never seemed cooler than i actually was ever i was definitely never cool (laughs) if anything he was like someone saw me at a party was ironically like oh shit natty jay's here oh this is a fucking party that that was the extent of uh of how much i slayed back in the day you know but I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to be honest, you know? Maybe I can inspire uh, somebody who is thinking about doing something just for the story to, to like think about and soul search for another reason to do something. Although you can still learn life lessons um, from kind of planting your foot in that sand and just fucking away. Um, you might want to have an end goal in mind. And you might want to be doing it for the right reasons. Like, I want to go down south to explore the south. Not just say, oh, I just took a trip down there. Just blow my cock. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, truth time is uh, is never fun. But uh, it's necessary. And uh, with that truth bomb, dude, go O's. What's up with Everton, man? The dude asks me, sitting at the bar next to me, and I say, dude, different year, same old Everton. Actually, it's not even a different year. Literally three months ago, we were fighting for uh, our premiership lives, and it seems like we're still doing that. <clears throat> so, yeah, same year, same old Everton. Nothing's changed. Um different year different Orioles team I'll tell you that much dude I haven't really hyped them up too much on the podcast just because you know I'm, I'm skeptical forgive me for being a little skeptical of a team that's had uh 15 of the last 20 years be last place in in the division Forgive me of being skeptical, but um, I am. Um, Although my highest of high goals for them this year, and you remember my podcast last year where ESPN said they had a 0.0% chance of making the playoffs. I mean, they had like a negative chance this year. Everybody said they were going to fuck it up. Like fuck it up, meaning like fuck up their projected record of like 40 and 120 um, to like maybe have the worst season ever that's ever existed in the history of man. Um, and it didn't happen. And they have a winning record right now and they're doing well. So I don't want to talk about them too much. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, pleasantly surprised by them. For every Everton disaster, there's an O's fantaster. That's what I always say. And, uh, you know, the Ravens are playing. They look all right. We always have a lot of depth. So 21 straight preseason games. Looking for 22 this week. I think we play Monday against Arizona. Who the fuck's going to watch a preseason game on Monday? I don't know. I probably will because I have nothing else to do. Anyway, have a nice week. Um, And a weekend. And, uh, yeah, don't do anything the good Lord wouldn't do because... Um, the good Lord wouldn't, you, wouldn't want you to take a trip to the Deep South just to say you did to try and get laid when you came back, all right? And by the way, it doesn't work. <laughs> I know from experience. Um, that's it. That's the podcast. Uh, like I said, go to Costco to get all your wines. Very cheap. And you don't have to buy in bulk. It's not like you got to go there and buy like 10 bottles of wine for like $500. And you're like, oh, that's only 50 bucks a bottle. This is usually 73, you know. First of all, I ain't paying no 50 bucks a bottle. And second of all, you know, you can literally just buy one wine there. Anyway, shut the fuck up, Matt, and just go to bed. All right, cool. Um, Have a nice weekend. And uh, hopefully in the next few weeks, we got some pretty tight plans coming up. Tight, dude! Like sick ass plans that I hope uh, can come to fruition with a couple of great people, um, supporters, listeners, and uh, participants in the Maddie J podcast coming down here. So hopefully that works out, and we can get a live podcast with those unnamed individuals. So we'll see what works out. Anyway, uh, have a nice weekend. Don't do anything the good Lord wouldn't do, all right? It's around. the